0: From the JC Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smoke and Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smoking Nicole.
1: And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoke and Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from smokingtobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga, in beautiful British Columbia, in the Gurkha Cigar Studios.
2: Mitchell, how are you? You know, I'm doing great. It actually is a beautiful day. You know, usually when I come in it's raining or snowing or something. But the last three days have been absolutely beautiful. Um you can see a little bit of sunshine behind me here. Kind of clean a little bit of glare. And uh yeah, you know, I'm feeling good. My You're life, good. my life,
1: my life, my life in the sunshine.
2: Exactly. That's you. That's you. Beautiful
1: Canada up there. Is it snow is there any snow up there?
2: there's still a bit of snow on the on the floor you know on the on the ground on the Um, floor oh on the floor sometimes it seeps into the house there's just so much you know (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah but uh no there's still snow on the ground it usually takes a few weeks for it to to do a to do a full melt but uh yeah it'll probably be melted off in the next couple days
1: that's good i know you had a rough week last week i mean you had Mm. following our last week's show i mean you missed spare notes over the weekend you were you were you were fighting something it was not good
2: yeah so yeah i i had a pretty bad stomach bug i don't think i've had a cigar in a week and a half i got it last wednesday um i pretty much that night i woke up and uh it just was coming out of all ends let's just say that yeah it's an image that's you, an image you know um Liquid projectile <laughs> no it was, I don't know how specific was, uh,
1: you actually want to get with this on the show tonight Mitchell but I, yeah uh, that's I, fair I, I feel you it was painful we, it, it we was had it, it was painful
2: I, I pretty much stayed in bed for two whole days straight in shivers and hallucinations and fever and uh yeah yeah I'm feeling good now though you know enjoying that's good I'm glad a really really good cigar is my first cigar back this is just hitting the spot man oh my well, God. well hold is... on to that
1: because we're going to talk about that in a sec because we're not alone tonight i know you're very excited about this and i'm excited whenever this guy comes on one of our favorites here at smoking tobacco uh making his i think this is his third time on the show i can't remember this might be the third time uh, but making his return to the smoking tobacco show it is none other than the one and the only mr pete johnson of Tatawahe. pete what's up buddy
0: what's up guys how you been
1: you know, good.
0: it's been good. Just busy smoking cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you sound so enthused.
1: I uh, know. It it really is. It's, you know, we just got back from TPE. My wife's pregnant. So I got my hands full with that.
0: Oh, yeah. That's why. OK. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I am embarking on that well, journey then. of
0: life. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, the beginning of a, a new chapter. Right.
1: That's what they say. Exactly. Every day, <laughs> every day is a new adventure. That's been my motto so far.
0: There you go. <laughs> How hey, are you, you though, what?
2: Pete? That adventure continues once, they, once you have the kid. I'm mm. good, man.
0: Uh, it's been a busy, a busy uh, couple weeks for for us. We we literally flew home. We were in Nicaragua for Valentine's week. We flew home a day early uh, because the. What was it? The regional finals no, I'm sorry. the district finals of basketball in, in category 5A, where it was on uh, that same Friday or Thursday, whatever the day we got back. our boy won the district finals and then nice. they made it obviously went on to regionals regional. and then uh, they just won state champions on Saturday.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. Everybody's excited. The family's super pumped. Um, A good high for everybody because it was the first time in the school's history that they ever made it to the finals and the first time that they ever won. So, obviously.
1: It's a big deal.
0: (laughs) I guess if you weren't there, you weren't going to win anyway. So, yeah, but the first time they ever got there. Wow. So, big deal. Everybody's super happy. I think they—they they, they, literally the principal called off school just so long <laughs> for four hours to, to see the game. But I mean, it, what a way! He's a senior. Uh, he's a, the middle kid in the house, and he's a senior. And this is a great way for him to go out uh, on a high note of his senior year. So we're we're happy for him.
1: Go out on top. It's the best yeah. way.
0: It's the best way. Mm. Good kids too. Good kids.
1: Hey, that's all. You crazy, can
0: crazy, uh, crazy story about this school, though. The school was actually in Cuba originally, and Fidel Castro went to that school. When he took over the island, he kicked the Jesuits out of Cuba, so the school <laughs> started. The school started over in Miami. Uh, George Padron went to the school. He's an alumni of the school. I George remember you kid went to the school.
1: You talked about this. A uh, bunch of
0: people. Christian e. Rowe was uh um, middle kid or oldest son is a graduate of the school he graduated with our oldest son it's a, it's definitely a cigar school a lot of cigar companies kids have gone there it happens to be right around the corner from the house so it's it's easy for us but uh yeah it's a it's a great school that the the, uh, the joke is that the school was built off of Bacardi and Coke because Bacardi gave them the land and there's an annual endowment from a will of the president of Coca-Cola, who was a, a Cuban man. So, built on Bacardi and Coke.
1: I, I feel like I remember you telling that story before, and it actually it makes sense because I remember last year at PCA, I noticed there was a large amount of the younger generation. Of, yes. You know, kind of that, yeah. and they were all together, like Padron's kids and like Lido Junior. Like they was knew each together. other. And like they, they were they were all together. And uh Lino so
0: Jr. went to a different school. I can't remember what school he went to, but it's definitely a community uh thing around here. And the Bell N alumni, like they take care of each other like nobody's business. So if you're like I didn't graduate from there, obviously, but uh but the Bell In community is a pretty solid community and, and they kinda of take care of uh their own and it doesn't matter what grade they are in, they get together and they're Bell In. So it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, That's awesome. Sounds like a great school. Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, every year at their fair, there's actually a uh, cigar smoking lounge, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be, be
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Although I was a little bit bummed out. It used to be like I'd go to the, the fair and I'd buy a, a box of cigars for a pretty decent price, but this year they raised the prices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seems like everyone's on board with that. Yeah, everything's going. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what what was your celebratory cigar for the uh for the win?
0: Actually, um, I've smoked many, um, <laughs> but uh, there there was a couple of the things that I make in Miami that that I was really just saving for those particular moments. But we when we finished the game, well, when the kids finished the game, not us um what the parents think that they played also of when we finished the game we we had to drive like almost four hours back to miami because everybody was meeting back at the school and then we had people over at the house until like four thirty in the morning
2: damn so, yeah <laughs> Yeah, i was gonna say i'm sure you guys partied hard that night
0: but it was a good time and uh, like again it's uh it was a big deal for the school to get there and and for them to win and win with an undersized crowd. That's my buddy from from California's standing behind me, walking through the courtyard. <laughs> hey, he's enjoying. <laughs> he's video, like, wait, am I? In?
1: <laughs> he's video bombing the uh, interview right now. <laughs> yeah. So Pete, you now, you, as you know, uh, well, you would know better than I, obviously. Um, there's always that one parent at like the school event, especially the school game, right? With the, with the kids' games. Yeah. There's always that, that one was parent though? You, I was gonna say, are, are you that one parent that's just like, all right, it's the fucking, it's the Johnsons again? Oh my god! No, no,
0: <laughs> I, I was um, so on the on the the semifinals game at state. Um, it got down to the wire. Like when I say down to the wire, I looked behind me and there were people sitting in their seats, very like, you know, kind of like depressed. Like, okay, they're gonna lose the game. And I kept on telling people to stand up and get behind the team. Yeah, and the, the, the president, uh, head priest of the school, and the principal were sitting behind me telling me to sit down. I'm like, <laughs> no, you guys stand up. <laughs> and they, they literally, when I tell you they won, they won by the, like the grace of whatever. Literally, the, uh, the kid who shot the last shot shot it short. And he's, one, he's obviously the best player on the team. He made the all-star team. He shot it short, but magically one kid had the mindset to see that the ball was going short, and he alley-ooped it. Oh. And put it in the in the basket with 0. .7 of a second left. Damn. Jeez. It was amazing.
1: That's like storybook ending. Damn. Yeah.
0: And yeah, so the next, you know, obviously the finals game, we were all – you know happy that they got to the finals but the finals game they they won by a i think by 19 points so they did really well
2: that's a pretty safe win yeah that's a
0: good win but i stood up i stood up the whole game and i was yelling the whole time
1: so you, so. so you're that dad
0: eh yeah, well not really <laughs> actually one of the best one of the best guys uh that shows up his kid graduated last year Really? And he still shows up to every game and he gets the crowd going. So it was a good win for him too.
1: That's good. good. That's good. Team's got some spirit behind it. That's awesome. What um Sorry.
0: They had fifteen hundred kids show up. Fifteen hundred people show up to this this game. Like to the, the finals game? At the, at, yeah, the people at the at the arena didn't realize that there were that the uh the Bellin community was so strong to, to the point where they were printing T-shirts after the game, like championship T-shirts, and they couldn't keep up with it. They had orders for like I don't know, five hundred shirts that they were trying to print on demand.
2: Wow, that that's a yeah, lot of people. We can time. barely get that many to like a to like a Canucks game. They remind remind, uh, you know. High I know, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was, it was a lot of fun man and, and just to be part of it was a great time and uh, I'll be honest uh yeah I was pretty loud because I wanted these kids to be you know I wanted them Not to win, proud so like I figured I, I would scream as hard as I could I lost my voice for a half a day my wife literally lost her voice for two days so we had a good Those time proud proud mom by the way proud very proud mom
1: well, I mean, arguably, you know, the the mom is usually the uh, what's the word I'm looking for or the term I'm looking for? Like the dad, like the dad is influential, but like the mom is like the, the soul and the love behind the child. Oh, right? yeah.
0: No, absolutely. So absolutely. But the cool thing about, you know, the cool story about this whole thing, if I, if I can talk for a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. So. So Josh, who's the middle kid, he's a senior now. But when he got into the school, he was a sixth grader. And his older brother was going in as a freshman. And Belen, of course, never had a basketball team. Like, they, they had a basketball team, but not a good enough team to go anywhere. Right. And the kids walked through the gym and looked up all the banners, and they wanted to be basketball players, both of them our oldest ended up becoming a, a volleyball player is actually going to school for volleyball and obviously academics, but for, for volleyball. But, uh, they looked up at the banner and said, mom, they don't even have a good basketball team. They don't even have a banner. Like they, they, they didn't, the last time they were in districts was 1976. <laughs> and I looked at both of them. I said, if you're going to come here, forget about those banners, come here and make your own history. what they do? They did it. Wow. Pretty awesome.
1: That that's an awesome story. Especially when you That's get the, pretty epic. So the 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 backstory all the way to the fairy tale ending of that game to go to the finals and then they it kill me. it in the finals. <laughs> yeah. And then they get you. Awesome. <laughs> I mean Wow. No, that is awesome. That is awesome. And yeah. and good for you. You know, getting getting the rally going. I mean there's you know, well, most people are too shy. They're just like, let's just sit here and just hope it gets better. It's like, nah, get it going. Let's go. Let's get the rally. When's the when's the Netflix no, but, special uh, coming out?
0: But Matt, uh, I'll tell you, this this uh set of circumstances could become like a made for TV movie or even like a you know, we are Marshall type of story, you know, or Hoosiers type of story where it's like, how the hell? Because our boy is the tallest kid on the team and he's six foot four.
2: That's not That's really the tall
0: person on the team. That's not um, for basketball. Yeah. It's they, really, they've, no. been, they've been considered the underdogs the whole way. They were always the smallest team on the court, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're just aggressive and they can shoot. They know how to shoot three, point, point, uh, three pointers. Well, so
3: that
1: helps. It was, it was
0: pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. That, that obviously helps. But, uh, but yeah, they uh they were counted out multiple times. I mean we walked into gyms where they were playing against teams. I'm like, is this the college team that they're playing against? Like who <laughs> like way bigger. Yeah. Some some kids were like six eleven, seven foot. Yeah. And they still beat him.
1: MJ was only six four, I believe.
0: I no, he was six six, right? Six six, six seven. No,
1: I think he was only six four.
0: No, I don't maybe. think I, he's got to be way taller than that. I,
1: I don't know why. I thought it was only six four. I could be wrong. One of
0: one of my favorite guys. Uh, he's the, one of the assistant coaches at the school. His name's uh, Angel, and uh, Angel actually played on the Cuban national team and played against Jordan in nineteen ninety four.
1: Damn, that's pretty cool. And uh, I looked it up. I was wrong. MJ's six six.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Angel, Angel's like uh, probably one of my favorite guys out there and i think i gave him a bigger hug than i gave our kid (laughs) (laughs) i was was just really happy for him because now we're waiting for angel's youngest uh to uh to you know become a high schooler he's in sixth grade and he's he's taller than our ninth grader
1: (laughs) (laughs) and is he going to the same school too
0: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: Well then, hopefully he you know keeps that continues f- continues the legacy. Yeah, got to keep it going. Got to have those new players you can't keep you know pass that torch. Keep it going.
0: En- uh, enough about basketball. It was a great week though. But thanks for indulging me.
1: No, absolutely. This is your time. You came on the show. Yeah. This is your this is your time to talk. Thank you for sharing that story with us. That's that's. I'm not gonna lie. That's, no, that's fucking badass. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I kids, mean if I you mean... if
0: you saw, I posted actually the uh, the final alley oop of uh, the semifinals on Instagram. And people were like, holy, holy crap. Like they got like, it on video. It's magical. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have to it's find pretty
0: it. pretty our, our young, our youngest was sitting in between my wife and I. And he goes, I got video of it. I go, what made you do that? He goes, I just felt like something was going to happen. Yeah. So you see the ball go in and then you see his camera shaking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of course, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't contain <laughs> it himself. It
0: was a good time, though. It was a good time.
1: So, guys, let's uh, let's talk about what we're smoking tonight. Our cigars are once again brought to you by Two Guys If you head over to the number two guyscigars you can find an amazing selection one of the widest and biggest selections of cigars in the industry. Only at the number two guyscigarscom dot uh, Pete, what are you smoking with us tonight?
0: Well, I've already burned through it because I when I talk fast, I smoke fast. Me too. Uh, but it's the Tabaiwan uh, mm-hmm. Britannica Oof, from last year. Cigar. I can't get a good, clean picture of it. I should have pulled out the real camera mm,
1: Those are great. Those are awesome. Mitchell, what are you smoking? I forget. Did you decide what you were going with? Hell yeah. he went with the T110.
2: Reserve a T110, Broadleaf, number nice. three cigar of the year, smoking tobacco list. It's, That's uh, right. That's right. Man, it is smoking... Really well, just so complex, so much flavor. And again, I don't think I've had a cigar in what like a week or maybe long. Yeah, so you, about, so you, about so a week.
1: So you had a stomach bug, and your your bright idea was hey, my first cigar back is going to be, you know, a one T110, of, a T110 <laughs> which, you know, it's one of the strongest cigars ever
2: made. <laughs> T110, and well. <laughs> Some mixers, some mictors right? Maybe rye.
0: one of the stronger ones we have made, but there are definitely stronger cigars out there.
1: Well, yeah, by but by you, by you. I'm sorry, yeah. by you, you. know,
2: flavor-wise, it's definitely delivering on like the higher end. It's, it's packed full of flavor.
0: Uh, yeah, as I long mean, as the key is the key is to have the strength, but to have a lot of flavor around it, so it doesn't exactly. feel as strong. It right.
2: My palate yeah. is like still feels super clean. I've I think I've what taken like two sips of a drink and it's, it feels still great. It's not feeling overpowered. And, uh, you you know, you just have to, you just have to pace yourself. And this thing is, is burning perfectly. I don't have to be puffing on it. Like, like a chimney. I just take a nice, you know, one to two slow draws and it's, it's delivering a huge amount of smoke.
1: Well, first of all, you have to take into two things, right? That cigar was, was blended by Pete. But it was made at the factory of the year, which was at my father's cigars, I say, in Nicaragua. Oh, so, yeah. So. I, I do
0: remember that. I do remember <laughs> the factory of the year. So,
1: uh, you, get, hey, you listen, got to Hey, listen, that
0: factory, it. my work uh, is non existent. So, there would I have be no to factory for everything. And maybe there would have been a Tatoye, but it wouldn't have been as good. I, I really <laughs> have to think, I have to put a lot of weight on the factory. It was like give me good tobacco to play with,
1: well, yeah, that definitely that definitely helps, and uh, I mean th- the history with your brand in that factory I mean it's almost like the perfect marriage, and no pun intended but, <laughs> but <laughs> no pun intended but I mean it's, I mean it is for multiple reasons, but no, I mean it really I mean it's you know and it's not even just your stuff and and I believe I wrote this when the I love it.
0: Hold on. Mitchell's about to get washed out from the sun. I love it. Oh,
1: I, <laughs> I've got to i got to move my, my barricade. You gotta uh, pull the shades down when you do okay, it. Okay, sorry. sorry, say it again.
3: Perfect no, marriage.
1: It, no, it's okay. Uh when I when I wrote first of all, by the way, before I forget about it, I'm smoking the El Triunfador Lancero. Um so the when I, I remember when I wrote the award article for the website when when the award came out, um I, I mean I, I I put in there it wasn't just You know, the stuff that they they do for you with Tatuaje and um, all the stuff that they do like for Ashton with um, La Roma de Cuba, I know it was made there. All the
0: stuff they do for John Huber. Crown Heads Las Calaveras. Yeah. Yeah. um, And, of course, all the stuff they do for themselves.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's like they they make killer cigars for themselves and they make killer cigars for other people. Um, And it's... There's a lot of factories out there that that make a lot of cigars, and they make good cigars for themselves. They make a lot of cigars for other people that are good cigars, but maybe they don't get enough recognition. Like every, It seems like everything that comes out of my father, whether it's their own stuff, it's your stuff, it's anyone else's, It, it, it it's all – every brand has something well, that's critically acclaimed out of that factory.
0: I will say this. I think sometimes it might be a little bit of a flaw in the sense that every cigar that they make, regardless of the price point, the same amount of care goes into the $3 cigar as the $70 cigar. Right. So it, it ends up being problematic because people will look at like, well, I can smoke this $5 cigar and it's amazing. Like what's really the difference between this and the next one is because they care about every single cigar. There's no, like, well, these are cheaper, so let's make them with less quality. You know what I mean? Right. There's always the same similar quality that, that goes through everything that the factory produces.
1: That almost kind of reminds me. It's weird. But it almost reminds me, like, when you hear the people say, like, I treat the janitor with the same respect as I treat the CEO or whatever, it's kind of like the same thing. I mean, it it, it doesn't matter who it is or what it is. Everything gets the same amount of attention, quality, yeah. respect, regardless of what it is, whether it's... A big deal, or it's not a big deal. It, it's in that's how you really maintain that consistent. I would say quality. I
0: probably treat. I would probably say I treat the janitor better than I treat the CEO. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me.
1: He definitely shovels more I, shit.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I, I like the the hardworking person. Sometimes the CEOs are not always that hardworking. So. Yeah,
1: I could I could see that. I could see that. Um, of course,
0: me excluded.
1: Well, <laughs> sure. I mean, if you're making your own rules, you know. Um, <laughs> our, we're cutting and lighting our cigars tonight with Cigar Blondie accessories. I'm using the Cigar Blondie Slim lighter as well as the Double Guillotine amazingly sharp cutter. Available in three finishes, chrome, white, and black. Only available at CigarBlondie.com. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's funny. We've, we've talked a lot about um, you, my father. Uh, a lot of cigars that came out of that factory. Uh, there was a few others on the list. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. On our list, I know Las Calaveras is made at that factory. That was on our list. Um, you know, talking to Coop, Coop's been smoking the uh, the Hundred Años,
3: mm-hmm. the,
1: and it, 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 I can I can I can tell you right now. So it's funny it's, when the lists and stuff come out. I I like to go back and forth with Coop a lot. Uh, and as, as most people know, he keeps his list under his mattress. Like his wife doesn't even know what the cigars are on that list until they go out online. And I just, but I know he does it off of his rankings. And it's funny because I think our list came out, I think we completed our list before his finished. So we already yep. announced your cigar was at number three and I knew how much he, he loved that cigar and I knew he rated it really high so I'm watching the list and i'm and I'm not seeing it and I'm like oh man this cigar's number one I'm telling you he gave it number one and he gets down to four and I go all right I remember texting him and I go if you don't give the t110 reserva number three it's number one that's my guess right and he's like oh we'll see I'm like I'm just just throwing it out there and uh, I think he ended up I think it ended up on number three but I was honestly I was surprised i I really thought he was gonna go number one on that cigar i I, I'll take two number threes. I I really thought he was going number one. I know how much he loved that cigar. It was great.
0: I, I, I'll i take any number as long as it's on a list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But no, really, that cigar, that cigar, I mean, you've made a lot of great cigars, but it, that cigar was just, oh, I couldn't get enough of it. And um, I liked all the blends. Uh, Mitchell, I don't know if you had all of them, but um, I've, I've had all the, those three variations this last round. I know you did the Habano. You did the Sumatra and then the Broadleaf. And they were all great. I would say, obviously, the Broadleaf was my favorite, and I'd probably put the Habano second. Um, but, man, those were really good. And I was really excited that um, when it came awards time, I knew. I'm like, this cigar is definitely on the list. It's definitely going to be at the top. And those top three, I mean, those – I remember me and Mitchell were going back and forth, going back and forth. I mean, it w- it was tough. Though so We got down to the three, yeah. and I'm like – I'm like oh, this is the hardest fucking part is just the
2: last three. It's like it always is the hardest. <laughs> but any any given day you can like and again you have well, at least with our list you have three cigars that fill in three very different things and right. like I said at any given day the way you're feeling, the way the cigar performs, it it can bump up there, right? So it's Right. Yeah, it, it one, two, three. Well, here's a, here's all a good analogy,
0: though. Here's a great analogy. I've, in all the lists, well, maybe there's a couple that I was able to get higher up, but most of the lists, I've never made it past the semifinals.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I never made it to the final game. There. I mean, there's a couple lists that I've obviously uh, made number one on uh, with a few different brands, but, uh, yeah, I'm always the semifinalist. My wife gets to go to the finals a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um no, and it's the other thing too. I, was, I remember we were talking about this recently. Um when it comes to TAA cigars, right? Good for sure. The last couple of years, the TAA releases, I mean I haven't loved a lot of them, but there's been a few names that I've consistently said like these are every year when they come out, they never let me down. And it's Tatuaje, which I feel like Tatuaje is probably one of the most recognizable TAA cigars. I feel like at least in my opinion, I, from what I see and what I hear, I feel like Tatuaje and probably La Flor Dominicana are like the two yeah. that I see and hear the most about. The most that people are talking about. The most that shops promote. Um, those are always such a big deal. Which I know that you've just shipped those for, was it for 2022 though? Was it your 22 TAA?
0: Yeah, we <laughs> <Yeah>, were <laughs> a little late.
1: And you're a PCA. You know chooses.
0: what it was? Yeah. You know what it was at the end of the year came and we were so full with releases last year that by the time, by the time we looked at this inventory coming up, I, I literally told the guys, I said, let's push until next year. Cause it, it, we didn't need it. You know what I mean? Like we could let yeah. it sit longer and rest longer and, and then eventually come out with it. Um, yeah. Last year was busy. So it was nice to take a break.
1: It was a busy year, and it seemed like a lot of people had a lot of things coming out. A lot, And, and we talked about this on Mitchell. I know you weren't on the show on Saturday, but I know you probably saw it. But, um, I listened to it. Yeah, so we talked a lot about um, – and Pete, as someone on this side of the table, you know, being in the factory, you could probably speak to this. But I think a lot of what we saw last year was the beginning of the pandemic releases. So when people couldn't be on the road mm-hmm. traveling around, they had more time to be at home or maybe just go seclude themselves in the factory once they were open and work on different projects. And Because I know several manufacturers who said that's what they did. They just, well, I'm just going to work on new projects because I can't go do anything else. And, you know, now 2022, 2023, 2024, you're starting to see all these releases come out, all these projects that people were working on uh, during the pandemic. And it just seemed like there was a shit ton of stuff that we saw last year that came out of just everywhere. It was like Everyone had I yeah know, PCA we, we, was definitely, busy.
0: we definitely got to play a lot more because it was constant um' uh, like I'm not doing anything I'm not traveling uh let me get some more samples of this so I can try that to see where I want to fit it into the next lineup, but we have shit planned all the way through twenty four so we're good for a now, little bit
2: now do you expect kind of yeah like twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four to look similar to a release schedule like Twenty twenty two plus or minus. How do you feel?
0: Yeah, uh, not as crazy, but some of the releases are slightly bigger. Mm. So I think quantity of cigars might be around the same, but um, yeah, not as not as crazy. Like, like I mean, the big one that everybody that everybody's waiting for, and I'll mention it now. Uh, the first week of we so we go to the TAA at the end of March. Right. And as soon as I get back from the TAA, 16 pallets of Loma de Cerdo, the pork tenderloin tuxla, is going to be, they're, they're going to be waiting for me. So I have to make sure that those go out the first week of April. And then that's I. Uh, that's going to be a big drop. That's a big drop. Um, it was a big production. And that was. Mainly because of uh we brought it to the trade show last year and we, we kinda let people order it. And uh when we started looking at the numbers we're like, okay, this is much bigger than I expected.
1: And I forget how many did you make on that?
0: Let's just say a lot. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they shouldn't be too hard to get a hold of.
0: It's it's still it's still um but again it's a one and done. But it's still smaller than some of the limited edition releases that Cuba makes. So,
1: so uh, Jay Davis is here. Jay Davis said Havana Salas has been on a tier of super high quality releases in the last twenty four months. So, Jay, if you're still here listening and you just heard what Pete said, just just know, um, I might be I might be calling you looking for some stuff. Um, <laughs> Jay's my guy. Um, <laughs> so, just I'm just throwing it out there, Jay. Just just you know. Just you know, don't. I'll be calling you. Um, no, and then I noticed that uh, you guys have announced that you're also going to ship the TAA and the PCA releases again later this year.
0: Uh, that's the plan. But if we get towards the end of the year and we feel the need to push it, we will. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I literally just sent each organization their contribution from the sale of those cigars. Uh, So, when it comes to November, the contribution will probably be to them somewhere in December. But if we do push it, it will probably be towards the beginning of the year again.
1: Okay. Um, Now, one of the...
0: (laughs) Jay Davis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's hope so. Well, Jay, Um...
0: they're in master cases of 30. So, I don't know how many... I can't remember how many you ordered, but they're in master cases of 30. (laughs)
1: Jay, just as long as you put one aside for me, that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> the um, you know, one of the things that I, that I so I know you, you had a lot of stuff last year, and, you, and you, uh, as we said, you know you're, you're still working on getting that out, and I'm sure you got more stuff planned for PCA. We can touch on that later. Um, but one of the things that hasn't come out yet that pe- but people know about um, is your collaboration that you're doing with Abe with the Anarchy NFT. Um, oh yeah. So Abe has been on the show. He's talked a little bit about it. Now that you're here, we're going to kind of pick your brain on it. So first thing I want to ask is, at what point did you guys decide to do this project? Was this before or after you guys saw what LFD did with theirs?
0: Well, I'll be honest. Abe uh, called me during the whole Lafleur thing and said, (laughs) I want to do one. And I want it to be anarchy because anarchy still to this day might be one of the, the biggest single store releases like ever made and most popular releases for single store releases in the industry for a long time. So Abe's like, this is the perfect, like last dance for the anarchy to have it as an NFT. And I'm, when I tell you what Abe has put together. I'm literally riding on his train with this one because he's the guy that has everything going on. I'm the lucky guy that gets to make the cigar and make the humidor for it, which I'm really excited. <laughs> if the humidor comes out, if the humidor comes out um, the way that I want it to and the way that I've talked to my nephew, Jaime's son, Handy, and the box mag here in the factory, it's, it, people are going to shit themselves. It's, it's really fucking cool i'm really hoping that they can pull it off but uh we're talking about uh seven of those humidors and i think Abe's keeping is, one the, yeah the tough yeah. part is yeah eight's keeping one six of them are going through the nft process um the tough part about the whole project is um telling the factory hey listen i only need 400 of these cigars <laughs> they're like what <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's gonna run the same way the LFT is doing theirs, though. Correct? It's gonna be every every quarter. Well, I know they're doing it every month, but you guys are every
0: quarter. Yeah, with no, that. it's it's every quarter. Did Abe tell you anything more about what was going on with the uh, package?
1: So because I, I don't re- wanna
0: I don't wanna leak anything because he's got a package put together for this whole thing that's just way over the <laughs> top.
1: Well, he said <laughs> something about he has an an artist. Yeah, he's mentioned paintings, artists. I think. Yeah, he's got some art think some the people humidor, some art that are going along I, with it. That's about as specific as I can remember. Yeah,
2: he yeah, hasn't each, gone. Each was,
0: one I won't go into details too much, but each one has a specific art um for each NFT. And like, again, I I never asked Abe, I'm like, what which one are you keeping?
2: It's a good question. <laughs> he's he's gonna wait till he sees everything at the end and then he'll uh You'll see. Is he going to keep one, or is he going to keep seven, or is he going to keep?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he. Probably I feel like he keeps seven, right? He yeah. should Keep number seven. That makes sense. I mean, the reality is, is he can't bid on it, so that would be that would be horrible. That would be <laughs> betting against you know that would be like betting against like the WWF, which I heard is like something they're trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> In yeah, terms of the, the we don't know in, who's going to win.
2: In terms of the blend, like are you pretty much just going to be basing it exactly off of that initial release? Obviously it's many many years after it. Like do you yeah. feel like
0: many many years after like you said, I mean tobacco changes, so I tried yeah. to put it together in a certain way based off the original format. Yeah. And then then what we call the pale horse is a Completely different cigar with a different wrapper, uh, and there's again those. <laughs> how many are there? There's fifteen. There's only fifteen times seven, so there's not a lot of cigars.
2: <laughs> yeah, small production, but uh, I think that'll be a huge. That'll be an epic release for sure. That'll be real. is. Yeah. Do you guys have even like a slight time frame on? Is it like this year, next year?
0: Uh, it should be probably towards late spring, early summer.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I told awesome. uh, I told Abe that uh, I apologize, but um, we're gonna end up having to push these until this date because one, I want to make sure the cigars are ready, but two, I want to make sure that the humidor is lights out. So. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. It, now. This- Go ahead, Mitchell. Is, is he is uh is he is he usually in the box factory working on that stuff? Um, the son.
0: Uh, Handy's kind of all over the place.
2: Hmm. That's cool that yeah. you're gonna have that in in the family too, right? You're just gonna, you guys have so yeah. so much access to everything. It's, it's it's great.
0: Well, Handy, Handy, you know, obviously my wife's nephew, um, uh, my nephew, Jaime's son, um. He's kind of taken over that, you know, the reins a little bit to help his dad more around the factory. So he's full time in Nicaragua now. He The first thing about Hani when he came from Cuba, first job he had to do was to go to college.
2: Yeah.
0: And once he was finished with college, he went straight to Nicaragua.
2: Oh, that's super cool.
0: That's so awesome. He's, he's heavily involved. He's, he knows the business. He knows tobacco like the rest of the family. Um, I think he's going to do a, a stellar job carrying on uh, the hard work and the tradition that the factory has already proven. So that's good to hear. That is awesome to hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have to say, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited to see kind of how it goes. I mean, we we saw what LFD did with theirs, so you know, obviously it, there's a lot of eyes on this one as well. Uh, but like you said, Abe, Abe, a- a- I. Is kind of a genius with these things, right? You know, so Abe's definitely the
0: mastermind behind this so for sure.
1: You're very excited to see what he has up his sleeve on this because it sounds like it's going to be even bigger uh, than we, what we've already well, seen. If,
0: if I can speak for Abe, uh, he said to me, "He said if this doesn't work, it's the end of any NFT ever in the cigar industry. Like this will be the last one if this doesn't work." so yeah we're 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 hoping for good things but the package he's putting together is amazing
1: um now outside of outside of the nft which obviously we'll see later this year um i know you guys don't do tp we didn't see a tp a few weeks ago uh, you guys are doing taa next thing is pca so are you guys planning to introduce any new products at pca this year or are you still going to kind of hold back a little bit and kind of get, work through everything you already have on your plate.
0: No, we have uh, you know, it's our 20th anniversary. So we have a couple. Oh, that's right.
1: I forgot about that. That will be on I was display, just ask about that.
0: Um, obviously to celebrate the 20th anniversary. I can't go into details. There is, uh, something very cool coming. Um, but I, will just leave it up in the air. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give it there, away there yet. are so the, the crazy part is is that I have so a few things that I'm doing I'm doing two separate 20th anniversary releases but I don't know if you noticed that every time I do an anniversary like five ten or never not, not five I didn't do a five-year anniversary but 10 15 20 I've always left those particular cigars in the market like as a like always production right just to celebrate yeah. those years so the 10-year anniversary It was, you know, made. It's made in Nicaragua. The 15th anniversary is made in Miami in very small productions. And I make a batch every year, maybe two years. Uh, There was about a two year gap between the batches between uh, the first time I released them and, and just recently, where we just had inventory show up in Los Angeles. The 20th anniversary will be the same way. The 20th anniversaries that I'm doing in Nicaragua, there's two of them, will actually be. Out ahead of the twentieth anniversaries that I'm making in Miami, they'll both be regular production, but they'll depend on, you know, production flow availability. Um, Miami, obviously, a lot more scarce than the Nicaragua one, where I, where I hope to have it out there full time. Very similar to the ten year anniversary. Um, the the twentieth anniversaries with the packaging and the cigars, I would say might show up sometime in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on my 21st anniversary, but that's okay because I'm not in a hurry because I have cigars here in Miami uh that I made in 2019, 2020 and 2021 that I'm going to release uh this year. So okay. I have I have a cigar that I boxed in December of 2020 that was made in 2019. And they've been resting, and those will be out sometime later this year. But there was only 5,000 cigars of two sizes. And then I have a thing called Plus One that I made. um, Shit. In 2021, was boxed in 2022. Mm -hmm. Might come out sometime this year. And then uh, we have two releases that uh, I made a bigger production, 1,000 boxes of 25 of each. So 25,000 sticks that I made in Miami, two sizes that will turn two years old but one year old in the box because we boxed date stamp everything, and the date stamp on the box is the day we boxed them.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So those will show up. Probably, I'm I'm hoping to see something with those probably June. Give them a year in the box. But the date sample is May of uh, 2022.
1: Pete Johnson. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jay Davis said, Pete, don't tell them about Plus One. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Jay, Jay doesn't want me to say anything because there's only, what was it? There's only 5,000 cigars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, that is actually labeled like the 15th anniversary, but with the Escaso's label. Okay. And my hopes is to do another batch and another batch later on down the line. But the first batch, yeah, there's only 5,000 cigars. And I even joked with, I think I joked with Jay. I said, maybe I should just make it a Texas release.
1: That would, that would be good for Jay, I guess, being in Texas. But hey, by guy. the way, did
0: I cut off for a second because my computer?
3: No, is like no, you're
1: good. I think me we update. haven't lost you. Okay, good. We did have a, right, we perfect. we. I wanted to backtrack really quick. We did have a question from David. Any Cameroon cigars coming out? Are you working with Cameroon tobacco at all?
0: No, we have some some sample uh, Cameroon wrapper down here in Miami that I've played with, but uh, it's a very complicated wrapper, and. The cigars are good it's just i always I'm always fearful with the priming of that leaf because if you go too low it ends up breaking really easy it's a very fragile wrapper fragile so yeah it's it's something I'm kind of steering away from right now okay uh, so i don't I don't see it in our future anytime soon but obviously if if I were to do it I would go with you know with Jeremiah and his family to get what is considered the best Or the only, the truest Cameroon,
2: the authentic.
1: One of the things I wanted. Authentic,
0: authentic. Thank you.
1: Yeah, authentic. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask you, and I can't remember, was it Coop? Someone, someone made a comment recently about (coughs) boutiques and legacy brands, and when kind of one becomes the other. Uh, I couldn't remember the whole thing, but it kind of got me thinking on something, and since, especially since you bring it up you're celebrating 20 years. I mean, you've been around yeah. long enough now. A lot of people, I think, consider you one of the OGs of boutique brands or a, a guy, a, a much, and you've told the story and others have told the story, you know, when you went first went to RTDDA in what, t- 2003, whenever your first show was, um, the first show was in
0: 2003. Yeah.
1: And, and I think it was you who told the story, you know, back then it was a very, you know, you all these guys in suits and you showed up with your tattoos and your t-shirt and they were like, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, well, well, that <laughs> was actually before
0: then because my first show was in 1995. Okay. So my, yeah. My first trade show that I ever went to was in 1995. And that was definitely a different time. I was the only guy on the shirt, the trade show floor with tattoos. So by the time I came out with my brand in 2003, um, it was, uh, yeah, people knew who I was already. Uh, the lucky part is that people that knew who I was actually took the chance on the brand early on. There, there are a couple, you know, stores that that really got behind me early on. There's still some of my best stores in the country.
1: Do do you do you think that it's fair to say at this point, you know, with everything that you have accomplished, less less man. I don't know. Less man made a comment before. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I'll I'll bring it back up, but. Um, you know a lot i mean tatuai for a long time smaller brand on definitely on the boutique side but now you're kind of getting to this period where you're you're becoming more of a legacy brand now i mean tatuai is now a big name that every mo- most people know most people have spoke you've created so many different you know core lines limited products you've done so many things you know you kind of out of that boutique space now are you are you Really considered more of a legacy brand, in your opinion? Do you, do you think you've crossed that threshold to uh, to well, the upper echelon, so to speak?
0: <laughs> I think I think when it comes to like if if we stop doing limited editions tomorrow, we would still have a very solid core base amongst oh, yeah. you know a very large group of stores around the country. The limited editions we love to do, but if you look at some of the numbers of the things we make. Some of them are really boutique. Like, I know, I know that sounds kind of weird, but they're really small production. Like to this day, the Miami factory we produce a whopping eighteen hundred cigars a day. It's not a lot.
1: No, it's not. You know, it's very
0: small, very small production. But yeah, I guess, I guess, I think it's a little bit more comfortable now, knowing that uh, I can rest my head on on core line product and not have to think so hard about doing the crazy limited editions. But the limited edition things are, you know, what we enjoy doing because we like writing a new song every time we make a new cigar. But even some So of it's, your, it's kind of fun. But even some of
1: your limiteds are in a sense, like a core line. I mean, like, for example, your monster series, right? It's a limited, it's a limited line, but it's also, a, it's a, yeah. it's a line that's always around. It's just, it's a
0: little different every year. Um, it's definitely become like a, a brand of its own, for sure.
1: And it's and been it's very successful for you.
0: It's, it's also become one of those things that it almost expected from us. So it would definitely fall into the realm of Coraline. Um But we're lucky to have it. It started off as a small batch limited edition. The numbers have increased, but we've been able to branch out the whole monster lineup. Uh, so you have the skinny monsters that are on the shelf all year long. Every once in a while, we'd come out with samplers um, like the Skinny Lanceros or the uh, Cazador edition. So those are regular production, but you know, like even those samplers sometimes are are in small quantities. I think last year we received a whopping like 500 of each of the Lancero edition and Casadori edition of the Skinny Monster samplers. So not a lot; it's, it's very small production.
2: Right now,
1: and, now and then, talking about oh, yeah. kind of go ahead mitchell oh, Sorry, uh
2: talking about kind of like those limited but kind of core special releases you're doing the the uh christmas advent calendar is that something i know there was a lot of issues packaging wise the first little bit kind of getting it out into the market is that something you yeah. plan on uh just continuing from here on out it's now just like here's part of the schedule or it's like we're we did it twice and now we're done because that was just a gong show of
0: it was it was a gong show um you know (laughs) we we were supposed to be two years in a row and it was five thousand of each calendar but then when the pandemic hit and the slowdown with the packaging we held the 2021 uh and and released everything in 2022 and uh I'm going to let it take a break for a while, but I do have a plan for a different version of an advent calendar. We ended up, you know, you find all the problems after you release something for the first time. Actually, I found all the problems with, with the packaging. Not so much. Like I tried to make the packaging, like there was never one broken cigar. The cigar, the the calendar was rigid. So it never bent and broke during shipping. I made sure that, that, uh, There was obviously a tool to open up each window like there was a lot of details that went into it but then after everything was printed and done i was like shit i should have made it fold so it could be Mm. compact and smaller to fit into people's humidors but by that time it was done. so i was like okay i can't go back in time and redo it so we have something that we're going to work on over the next year and a half maybe uh that would be a smaller uh, Advent calendar uh, based on maybe a different theme, maybe nice. Maybe the monsters,
2: maybe who knows? Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> see. No, the, it's it, it was so interesting that so many like this this whole Advent calendar thing. It, like it's like no one really did it too much in the industry, and like everyone or it felt like almost everyone released them all in the same year, just almost accidentally. <laughs> like. It well, was, it was I, it's
0: funny because um, I came up with the Advent Calendar concept in 2008.
2: Yeah, on like for, a forum, right?
0: Yeah, it was on – It was on. Um, God, why am I blanking on uh, the forum name? Anyway, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but it was on that forum, and I posted it and said, hey, I got this idea. If anybody wants to take it, here you go. And no one did it. Like, no one did it. And then one day, I got a text message from Corey from Oliva, and he says, Are you doing an advent calendar? I go, Yeah. He goes, We are too. And I'm like, I go, Yeah, my mind's going <laughs> to be delayed for a while.
1: And then I think Abe did one like right yeah, after the yep. two.
0: Abe too. Yeah, Abe did a very big one. Like, that. talk about, wow, talk about packaging. That was, but the cool thing about Abe's is you can actually refill it every year.
2: I was gonna say his yeah. his was almost like a humidor in itself. You're like almost getting this like yeah, humidified refillable thing. It's, it's I, I don't
0: know if it's 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 so much humidified. Is it? I don't even remember. He has but like a compartment in the back. He can load it with. Yeah, he has a he has a, he has oh, a humid a yeah. yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> <so he laughs> calling <laughs> called me an asshole, but he sent me one. I still haven't opened.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> I'm collecting it. <laughs> There you go, um, pristine condition. Because you, you put cigars in
0: that, right? In his? Yeah, we we, we yep. all, I think every company. Yeah. Like Abe picked you know, uh, a good group of, of companies to put cigars in, and I was happy to be in it because, obviously, Abe's a longtime friend, and uh, I, I love supporting what he does. That's why I'm so excited about this anarchy thing. I'm kind of halfway excited, though, because I still don't understand the NFT shit. And it kind of scares me a little bit, and I'm afraid. I'm always afraid of failure. First of all, Uh, so if if it does fail, I'm going to blame Abe for everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if it's successful, you're going to take all the credit.
0: No, no, it's it's all him, dude. Abe's Abe's definitely the mastermind behind this. Um, And again, I, I get I get to make the cigars. That's that's really where my wheelhouse is.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, you uh we've already t- we already talked about it. But I mean, when that when that project was announced, I was excited cuz I mean, I, n- I remember talking to Carney about it. I was like, "Okay, so you guys are done." And it went well, at least at least for them. I mean, they sold their NFTs, they made like, yeah. just shy of 700 grand. So, they're all set. They 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 made their money, they sold their things, and they're selling their cigars. And I just remember saying, "So, all right, so who's yeah. next?" And it was funny because Carney threw out some names and he's like, I could see so-and-so doing it. I could see so-and-so doing it. And then it was, it wasn't too long after we got the, the PR from Abe saying smoke in and tattoo eye. And I was like, wow. I just remember stopping me like, that's, that's going to be cool. I just, I don't know why I didn't see it coming. And I kind of almost went, I'm surprised. The pete didn't do this by himself
2: but hey this is going to be fun <laughs> well do you, do you know why you didn't see it coming? i don't I'm, i don't
0: have the uh <laughs> the smarts to do it by myself I,
2: i'm pretty sure like literally the day after the nft thing happened abe was on his show and i think he was like i don't understand these nft things who would ever do something like this like what the heck
0: and then literally and then like a week later he's one. like i'm coming out with one just kidding guys <laughs> yeah and i'm doing you know, it the with- coolest thing the coolest thing about the whole situation is that, like, I ran into Lido um, and the guys in in Germany at the trade show, and Lido says, "Hey, if you need any help with this NFT thing, let me know. We'll we'll help you out." And they've been really, yeah. really good with Abe, also just kind of giving him the the help with guiding him in the right directions. Um, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave it up to Abe because I I have no clue what's going on."
1: We gonna really uh, Not interesting... to no no <laughs> no. <laughs> I was gonna say that's definitely a no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I believe he's also gonna use the same bidding platform.
0: Yeah, he I, he actually yeah. went to the same Dorica, yeah,
1: whatever it is, yeah. So uh, yeah. which that yeah. was a cool Seems platform like a to use. Platform. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the only thing about it that was interesting, and Pete, I don't know if you were following along when LFD was actually. In the auction process, when each one of those went on, um, mm-hmm. so they did it. I was watching. Yeah, so for those who don't who don't know or don't remember, so they they launched the first.
2: Well, we're it live. Happened. We're still good.
1: Uh, no. Uh, I'm so the, I I run the broadcast off of Nicole's computer, and someone tried calling her. I'm gonna put it on Do Not Disturb, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? What is? Well, that, that was the problem with my computer. It
0: wanted to update. I'm like, oh, I can't update
3: <laughs> yeah. So, all of a sudden,
1: I get this ringing in my headset. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Aliens are trying to talk to you. Um, but no, so, it went, so they, it went on sale, and they ran 48 hours. So, really, the action was at the end. So, on every other day at noontime is when it was supposed to end. So, the only, the only nerve-wracking part about it is when you get within, and I have to ask Carney, but I think it's within the last 10 minutes, um, every time somebody makes a bid, it like pushes it another 10 minutes. So like, you'll get down to like three minutes to go and someone will put a bid in and now it's 13 minutes and then you get back down to like really? two minutes and then someone makes a bid and then it's like 12 minutes and you're like, fuck. So it's like, it just keeps going. And the next one, like, cause they had them back to back to back. So like now they are kind of go into overtime so, like, you know, the second one goes past it. The third one's already locked. Well, that's
0: why it took so long.
1: Yeah, and then it would just keep going out. So, like, some of them were supposed to end at 12. They didn't end until, like, 130 because people just kept bidding at it, and it would just keep going longer.
0: That's why I, I remember saying, why isn't it updated? Like, it hadn't updated yet. Somewhere. Yeah. I, I, the other one's still going. How is that possible?
1: Yeah, so it'll, it'll, it'll kick it out. So that's, like, the most nerve-wracking part. I mean, for you guys who are watching it, you know, being like, oh, well, like, what are we going to get? It's like you get down to the end and you think, like, this is it. And then all of a sudden someone throws in, like, you know, like the minimum bid just, to, and then it kicks it another 10 minutes. And then it's like, all right, so is someone else going to bid. And then you get it almost down to the end. And you're like, ah, oh, that's it. And then up, oh, oh, no, there it is. And updates. And oh, now it's $90,000, you know, out of nowhere. Um, that That's like the, <laughs> the most intense part of it is just that last, like, Whatever it is, thirty, forty minutes of yeah. overtime. <laughs>
0: I'll be honest, like not because of I'm second guessing any of it, but I, I just don't see the anarchy. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a great brand, it's a fun project, but I told Abe, I said, I just don't see it going as crazy as as what Lafleur did, mainly because I think you know people kind of got. Captured in the moment with the Lafleur thing, and it went nuts. I I think I think there's going to be some deals to be had for sure with this one. It's, it's hard to tell? say.
2: It's it's really hard to say. I don't think anyone expected what Lafleur, what happened with Lafleur. And at the end of the day, again, like I, I dabble a bit into crypto. There's more with this than just a cigar right with the fact of like the nft and the value of that itself um it's so it's 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 a lot there's a lot it, you could you could surpass them who knows it's the, anything is on the table at this point because it's so I, I, I hope it's so not. brand new
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little scared to see if, like i i don't know for me it's like if, if we actually surpass that i would feel like i needed to give everybody more you know for it uh, it's just how I am.
1: You know, what's interesting is a lot of the people who who did win Lafleur's NFTs seem to be shops that were really big with Lafleur. They did they did a lot of business. They carried a lot of SKUs. They do a lot of events. I I, I recognize most of them. They're all stores mm-hmm. that, that Carney's done a lot of events with and stuff like that. So they were really heavy on the brand to begin with. I'm sure, and I know of one in my town. Um, that there's a lot of shops out there that are Tatawahe heavy, so maybe not obviously anything to do with Smoke Inn because that's another retailer. But when it comes to the brand, you know, I'm sure that there's big tatuaje shops out there that are like, oh, we got to have this because like we're a tatu- we're 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 a shop, and I think that's where a lot of that those big bidders come from is those shops that yeah. are just so heavy. So
0: I mean, you don't Mitchell, know. I like that. I like that. I'm doing an atelier also. This is actually a super old. Atelier that I just lit up. Uh, someone actually gifted me this cigar. It's amazing that I get my own cigars back. But uh, this thing was banging since the first the first puff. Like just absolutely gorgeous. It was the Mad Forty Four. Really mm. good.
2: Great cold draw on this. How much? How much age on these, Matt?
1: <sighs> I think those ones. Well, I... let me see the
0: band. Zoom in on the band so I can see it. Oh, that's early. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I've had those that's for a early while. Production. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've had those, those for a while. Probably... Can't really tell. It's, I remember it's, where I got it's them. got a little color them. to it. I got them from Kirk Henry. Can't really tell.
0: Well, I mean, the lighter the wrapper, the less yellowing of the cello,
2: yeah.
0: obviously. I mean, yeah. mine, I crumpled up. You can see. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. brown. How dark it is. But this is, I think this is like, this might be like eight years old.
1: So because have, So so because because Mitchell lives in Canada, it, mm-hmm. it's my it's my responsibility to have to get cigars over the border into Canada for him because either they're just not available or they're way too expensive up in Canada. So yeah, um, I I I send frequent packages to folks in the United States who are going to be crossing the border. Just so that Mitchell can have cigars up there.
0: (laughs) I don't... Is Tatawai in Canada? Uh, Nope. In very small quantities. Yeah, so I mean... At one moment we were, and then we've had... Oh. You know, it's tough to break a barrier of a country, you know. Canada, with the taxes... But I, I do get pictures from people with the plain packaging every once in a while. So... It's up there, but in very in very you know, small amounts.
1: Yeah. Mostly like the brown label cabinet, the core line stuff, I would assume.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: People people Think love like your Levitio. stuff down here though.
0: Oh, okay. People yeah, or love your stuff Havana the... six, But which we don't call Havana Six up there? We call it uh H yeah. six. You can't use the word Havana in, oh, in Canada. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, people uh the the core the core smokers here, the guys who dabble into the uh, the non-cuban stuff, uh, you have a strong name here for sure. Um, well, everyone I, I think everyone everybody's
0: dabbling stuff. into the non-cuban stuff right now with Cuban prices oh, being man. the way they are. Oh man. exactly.
2: Jesus. I mean,
0: so Mitchell, what's a behike sell for up there now? Mm-mm.
2: You mean how do we get a behike? Um uh, it would retail. Well, let's say you, if know, you could find two... one. <laughs> Probably close to two hundred.
0: No, more than that.
2: Yeah, two two fifty maybe. Than
0: that, they're they're selling for three hundred euro. <laughs> like a There you go. The, the, the it's thing is pound now.
2: Jesus. The, thi- the the thing is is like well it depends where you are in Europe because like a lot some European places will do like their own pricing. Kind of like to like make up for the rarity, whereas a lot of places here, because it's so price controlled, we they actually have to sell it at MSRP. So they they really do have to sell it with what Habanos tells them to. They they're not allowed to mark up a lot here, um, just because of taxes and a lot of those extra things. Um, I've actually never seen a Bahique in retail stores. We get such little amount of stuff. It's actually right now even just hard to find a cohiba robusto on the on the store floor. Um, you know, it's Yeah, so it's what's a cohiba
0: robusto if you could find that, what's it sell for? Oh, uh, I think the last time it was Canadian yeah, dollar or whatever.
2: This it was 65 to 85. Uh, I don't know, again they just did a new price increase, so I don't know if stores have kicked that in yet. But oh, you're looking enough. at 80 85 probably 85 90 bucks
0: and 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 here's uh, we had this conversation today habanos has never gone down in price and i don't see even with their craziness now it, they're not going to lower their prices they're going to keep on going up uh-huh. you know, we were talking about how the prices over the years just kept on doing this and then the quality kept on doing this we want to yeah. find that point of the x and fit somewhere in there you know
1: <laughs> Jay Davis said, "A box of Cohiba Robusto in Switzerland is over 1950."
2: These uh, wow. these first few puffs though, this is this is really nice. I'm getting a really nice nuttiness off of this. Um, cool. I think that that age is really bringing through that kind of creaminess, nuttiness, almost like a cashew like texture. It's really nice.
0: Yeah, David says the Chinese market is it's helping Habanos go up 100. Of course.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Their I mean- their
2: whole. So their whole price structure is now based off of Hong Kong pricing. Yeah. So that's what I mean by like. Well, it's global
0: global pricing too, though. Exactly. Like if you you look at it, um, if you look at, let's say like something like Chanel. uh, Chanel, the price in London, let's say it's 5,000 pounds. Well, it's 5,000 euros in france but then it's five thousand dollars in the united states it's it's all like the same number yeah if you look at what habanos is doing they went straight after that that same fixed pricing where if it's 80 hong kong it's 80 pound 80 euro that whole thing
2: depend depends on where you are they will do a bit of uh conversion in terms of like uh... Currency conversion, a, yeah. a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's the prices is is nominal though. Yeah, so it that, is nominal. It's, yeah. They're nuts. They're so
1: absolutely nuts. You build on what Pete's saying, and then you go look at countries like Canada, whose taxes on cigars are so high. So you, you got that eighty dollar mark. Now you got to add all the taxes on top of it. Now you're over a hundred dollars.
2: Yep. Well, yeah. yeah, it it depends on where you are for for, like, retail tax and stuff like that. Um,
0: it's it's yeah. wild. It's, it's definitely wild how, you know, it depends on the country. It depends on where they're getting the product from. For example, like, if the UK orders cigars from Nicaragua, it comes in, they pay the normal duty, the, everything, the whole thing, because Nicaragua is a developing country. But if the UK buys cigars from Miami, which they have, they have to add an additional twenty six percent in duty because the United States is not a developing country. Mm. So mm-hmm. it, it's weird, weird laws in every country, and the prices <laughs> vary a lot. But shit, I have I have cigars in in London right now that are selling for seventy pound.
1: Even that's crazy. Well, I will say I
0: will say that they are cigars that no one knows about either. So,
1: so stuff so that you, you've made just for that market that we don't have here? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting.
0: Trust me, I don't make the 70 (laughs) pounds. It's just by the time it gets there and and the pricing comes out, it ends up being, you know... uh, There's a few that are in the 45 to 55 pound range. But then if you look at, like, my regular production stuff that they're getting from Nicaragua, it might be in that 20, 25 pound range. Still less expensive than... A so, Mundo Schwa Supreme.
2: So I just looked up, like, this is one of the places, like, there's a few stores that sell online in Canada that will ship within Canada. So the Cohiba Robusto right now, singles, they're doing for $131 and boxes, they're doing for $3,300.
0: Wow. Wow. Cohiba Robusto. Yeah. And those prices are never coming down.
2: No.
1: No. No. Yeah. no. I think eventually people will get sick of paying that money and then they'll just start sitting on shelves. Mm.
0: And, then, the... and then you'll see more and more people smoking stuff from Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic.
1: Also, it's... you know, not for nothing, but it's like, you know, you, you spend a couple grand on a box of Cohiba and you start smoking through that box and you throw like, what, a third of that box away maybe? because they just don't draw, they don't smoke. Mm -hmm. So it's like you pay all that money to throw part of the box away because you can't even smoke it.
2: Yeah. It's such a waste. uh, I agree.
0: I agree. But, uh, you know, the label... It is. I I was going to say, you know, it's... The only thing it's going to do is is increase the counterfeiting business. Yeah. It's very true. You're going to see more and more counterfeits.
1: Yeah, and... it was already a problem. Just and I yours. highly
0: recommend to go to the beach in the Dominican Republic and buy <laughs> the glass top cohiba because that's super real.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the real deal. That's the real that's deal. I was
0: in the Dominican Republic and someone offered me a box of uh, Fuente Double Chateaus, <laughs> and I, I was like, "Yeah." Oh my nah. god!
1: That that uh, so that happened to me. So I was down, I was down in the Dominican. Um, back in November with Nicole, and we were actually with Carlito. We visited the factory, Um and then after we beautiful were done with place. that, beautiful. We went to the school, went to the farm, everything, amazing. Um, after that, we spent a few days in Puerto Plata, just you know, kind of have some just you know regular downtime, just just me and her. Which coincidentally, I I think that's I think that's where the baby came from. Um, but anyway, well as, done, sir. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, we went down with two. We came back with three. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you it was that. You know what it was, Pete. It was it was that Brugal Leyenda. I mean, <laughs> the oh, that's
0: a, I have a bottle here actually.
1: Yeah, that's what did it. Um, but no, I mean, so you're sitting on the beach and they come over and they're like, "Oh, come! come I have a cigar," and we're smoking cigars on the beach because I mean, that's you know, we're cigar people. Wait, and... you made
0: the baby on the beach.
1: Not on the beach. <laughs> Not on the beach. <laughs> but you know, they they come up to you and they see your smoke they're like oh I got cigars. I'm like, Oh yeah, and they they got the glass top Habanos. Oh, yeah. And they got a, a glass top Davidoff. I'm like, Oh yeah, Davidoff. Oh yeah, Davidoff, big brand. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. They got the uh they got all this stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm all set And they're like, Oh but come on you cigar guy i Go, I just visited uh a factory, a friend's factory uh, so I I got cigars go, like oh what what factory what factory I said Tabacalera Toro Fuente and they're like oh okay never mind and they they left and they ran away uh, it was amazing as soon as I said that it was like I don't want anything to do with you and they and they ran away um, I'm like oh okay see ya that um, reminds me of my first <laughs> trip to the
0: Dominican so back in the old days you had to fly into Puerto Plata oh like, yeah you, you couldn't fly you couldn't there was no San, there was a Santiago airport but it was for private planes. And I would have to fly into Puerto Plata. And this is around 1995, 96. I have to fly into Puerto Plata and go like the two and a half hour, two hour drive over the mountain into Santiago. And I remember getting stopped. The taxi driver, I was kind of on my own. So like I, I got a car to take me over and we got stopped. And uh, I said, everything okay. And the guy goes, yeah, they were just looking for money. I go. What do you mean? He goes. Well, we call them pirates because there was a police officers. But he goes. We call them pirates. And I, I go. So what's going on? He goes. No, I told them who you were here to see, and they left us alone. And they told us that they didn't want to have they didn't want to have anything to do with that that taxi. Like they're like, yeah, go yep. on your way. We. And it was <laughs> because I was down there. I was down there with the uh, with the uh, Guillermo Leon. Oh yeah, So like, literally like, those are well, Guillermo's family is huge down there. So they they didn't want to have anything to do with it.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's funny though that, that that happened to me. Then that makes that makes sense because it was like they kept they kept shoving them in my face. Oh yeah, yeah. I go no 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 no, what what factory? Arturo Fuente. See ya. And they ran. I okay. was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that was uh that was interesting but it was so funny because i I had never been down there i'd 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 never i'd never dealt with it firsthand i always heard the stories like oh they'll get you on the beach they'll get you on the beach and sure as shit i'm sitting there for like 20 minutes and all of a sudden there's like three of them and i'm like oh here we go i've heard all about this
0: Um... (laughs) my buddy chris my buddy chris is literally laughing at me because i just dumped the rest of this bottle in my cup
2: what are you drinking by the way is that some (laughs) turkey right
1: there is that wild turkey
0: no, I it's just a, it's like tequila tequila, tequila ocho. Oh,
1: tequila. Oh shit, tequila, okay.
0: Yeah, tequila nice. ocho. It's actually a very it's not crazy expensive, but it's a very clean tequila. No yeah. flavoring, no additives, just really good. And um, this this was like so you know, that was an añejo. Look at the color. There's literally It's a light
1: añejo. Yeah. yeah. Is There's it barrel no caramel aged?
0: or bullshit added to it? Yeah. But oh. it it doesn't pick up, you know. Doesn't pick up. They they run it mm-hmm. through filters, obviously. But uh, it doesn't have that extra added color and added sugars or whatever they want to put in to give it that darker color. Yeah, that's why there's a thing called tequila eyes There's a lot of tequila mm. out there that's that's full of junk. Like I will tell you one tequila that I thought was nice horrible and it's uh, Kendall Jenner's tequila.
1: I've never <laughs> yeah. even. I didn't even know that.
0: She had a. I, I can't even. It. I can't remember the name of it. It's horrible. It's like. Yeah, it's it's oh, eight 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 one eight or, or yes or eight oh five or something like that. It's like cloying sweet, like, just nah, no good. It t- you can taste it. They poured like, vanilla extract into the damn thing.
1: <laughs> oh, that's gross. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's disgusting. I, I've gotten off of tequila recently. I don't know why. I just kind of lost my taste for it. I always enjoyed it. And then, I don't know, Just it started just not sitting right with me. And I switched over to rum. Now I'm drinking a lot of rum lately. It's, so It's
0: 818. 818. I'm definitely going to stay yeah, away from good. that one. <laughs> yeah, don't drink it. Don't drink it. Well, um, let, me, let me just rephrase that. In my personal opinion... <laughs> It's not a good tequila, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, I know we're running out of time, and, Pete, I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. Um,
0: You're good, man. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for being here with us tonight. and uh, just having Thanks for having this, me. Yeah, I mean, abs- anytime. Anytime. You're always welcome at the show. Uh, I do want to highlight, and I just want to say uh, another thank you to you because uh, we are only a few weeks away from starting our third annual Cigar Family Charitable Foundation fundraiser raffle. Um, and Pete, uh, I'll let you kind of chime in on this a little bit, because <laughs> I don't really know much, and I know it's going to be a mystery. But so Pete um, has graciously um, decided to be involved again with us this year, and he's going to be part of this. So there will be some Tatawahe up for grabs, but um, it's going to be a mystery. The it's prize... going to be a
0: mystery pack. Um because you actually hit me up and I said, absolutely. Yes. But I And I told you, I just didn't, I have so many things going on in my head right now that I'm, you know, with family stuff with the 20th anniversary, everything going on. I was like, just, uh, just put it up. Like it's, I'll make sure I send like an Epic pack to someone. Yeah. I just, I just needed some time to think about other stuff. And so if you do bid on, is it a bid thing or is it an auction? How do you do it?
1: It's just, it's just a general raffle. So any ticket they buy, they get, they get selected to win any of the prizes. So,
0: Okay, so if you end up winning the top to package, just, just know that I'm, I'm going to put together something really fun, cool, um, maybe some odd prototypes that I have laying around or some rare cigars that don't exist. Um, and then, of course, some swag, Again, this is from my personal stash, not from the company. It's always from my personal stash, but I'll make sure that the person who wins that particular prize is taken care of.
1: Well, that sounds just. Really give cool. me some time.
0: It might take a few weeks, so just. Uh, when? By the way, when's the the raffle?
1: So it starts March seventeenth, and Purchasing. and when's it end? And it ends April twenty fourth.
0: 23rd. Okay, so give me until May. <laughs> yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it runs all the way to the end of April, but yeah, whatever time you need, that's fine. Um, and whoever does win that, I'll get you the information. You can send it to them, whatever you end up doing, that's fine.
0: Samantha Nicole is talking about Dos Maderas. I have a bottle here in the house, and it's fabulous. Fabulous rum.
1: I've never had it, but I'm going to definitely check that out. Thank you, Samantha, for letting us know. Um uh, I've, I've definitely been on a rum kick lately, so... I I'm open to any suggestions, Um, but no, Pete, thank you for that. I appreciate it. And as soon as it goes live, we're going to put it out and everyone will know I'll make sure you guys all hear about it too. So you guys can, can see it and, and uh, track it and whatnot. Uh, So I just want to say thank you for that. And then kind of highlight that Um, other than that, I think we, you know, we covered, we covered everything I wanted to cover and then some. Uh, So just thank you for being here. Mitchell, as always, thank you for being here with us. Um, I don't, Mitchell, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to ask Peter anything before we let him go. No, it was, it was you got one more on
0: chance here. for a whole year. I know. <laughs>
1: the time I'll is see, now. I'll see you at PCA. Yeah. Mitchell will be at PCA with me. So, uh, um, oh, awesome. You'll get to, uh, then I
0: can introduce you to my wife and tell her that you're Michael Buble's, uh, <laughs> <person>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, no, but we'll, we'll definitely,
0: Gee, I swear to Mitchell, I swear to God, when I tell her this, like at the show in front of you, she will walk away in embarrassment. <laughs> she she will just turn her head and walk away. But I'll anyway. make sure
2: to get him. I'll, I'll get him on video call.
1: Yeah, that's all you got to <laughs> do. Just FaceTime him. Be like Michael. I have someone that needs you to talk to. Do
3: you
0: remember who this <laughs> is? David. Uh, David. Yes. Let's go on a tequila and mezcal tour. Absolutely.
1: I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding?
0: I'm not. I'm not a huge Mescal fan, but uh, I guess apparently I'm
2: not invited.
1: <laughs> I know he, got, he left out Mitchell, and the thing Dang. is with Carney, the Carney doesn't really drink a lot of liquor. Carney's thing is just wine, so I don't know. I don't know if he would. He does.
0: Uh, you know, I always see him with a glass of wine. Oh man, it's not a glass. <laughs> Pete, Pete it's, it's, Pete, it's, it's not a bottle. A, it's, it's not a glass. <laughs> well, no, dude.
1: I had a bottle for lunch. What are you talking about? <laughs> It's always a. Uh, it's always you do it. Steak and some kind of fancy vegetable and then a bottle of wine, maybe two. Um,
0: yeah, last week he posted something. Fancy, he made fancy, he made, fancy vegetable. I love that. Did
1: I don't know if you saw? He posted <laughs> it on
0: Facebook. So like artichoke hearts or something.
1: So well, no. So so last week they did the uh, the launch for NFT number seven at Cigars oh, on yeah, the Ave. yeah, I saw that. And he did all yeah. the food, and he made, he made mashed potatoes covered it with saffron. I'm like hey, yeah, okay. That's that's wow. pretty that's pretty fancy. Yeah, there's a photo yeah, of it that's, on, that's, I, that's,
2: I joked with him and I was like, it's a hundred dollars well, a spoonful for that mashed not potatoes. So
0: fancy, but the saffron for sure.
2: Yeah, and he covered it. Covered it with saffron. So I'm like Because that's,
0: isn't like like a teaspoon of saffron worth like a hundred bucks or something like that?
1: It's like twenty bucks <laughs> yeah, for like a jar. Yeah. Like and it's it's just like a little pinch and he had like like a probably two jars worth of it on that and I was like, damn, that's a lot of saffron. That's expensive. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So fancy vegetable is is where that came from. Um, but no, no. So he he mostly drinks wine. But uh, yeah, I would do that totally. I would do I would totally do on that. Um, but Pete, no, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, I don't want to hold you up for too long. I know you. You're have, good, uh, man.
0: Big... I, have, I mean, you're you're an hour and thirty-one minutes. But I honestly, my buddy's actually doing work.
1: Oh, uh, fixing plus, the house.
0: He's, he's, He's like, he's got to Uber back to a like a two hundred foot yacht, so I think he's good.
1: Oh, okay, he's not hurting too bad. <laughs> Carney's here. Carney just chimed in. Uh, David Wayne, I'm in. The Carney signal has been illuminated. Okay, so just say his name, he'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh man, this has been a good show, guys. Don't forget to visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, updates, reviews, and otherwise good stuff from the cigar industry, including. Information and the link to the raffle page and all the information for our Cigar Family Charitable Foundation raffle that starts March 17th um, maybe I'll start it a few days early if everything's ready to go which it almost is uh, I'm just going to get the last set of prizes in there, mostly all the Fuente stuff which I should have in there by the end of next week, maybe maybe early the week of um but it's just about ready to go so who knows maybe a few days early but March 17th for sure is definitely the kickoff date and uh last year we did $25,500 on our own before the Fuentes match wow. the other half so amazing that, that brought the grand total of $51,000 last year uh, so let's try and beat that that's all I got people keep out what's the goal what's the goal and I'm like let's just let's just raise what we can but you know what hey let's if I can do twenty six thousand, it's a success, I guess. Uh, it's a success if it's ten grand, five grand, but you know, it all goes to a good place. Uh, Pete, I know you've yeah. been to the school as well, so um, I know you. I, you know.
0: I actually went to the farm, uh, probably in the earliest years of that. So it was a a very long time ago. The last time I've been to the Fuente facility,
1: yeah it's yeah. a, it, it's it's amazing now they had they had plans they were showing us plans we went for a performing arts center i mean if you, anyone ever yeah. gets a chance to go it'll change your life it's yeah, a it's
0: well. an amazing it's amazing family amazing group of people and what the Fuentes and the newmans have done uh for that for that you know multiple villages actually multiple towns in in the dominican republic is is by far above and beyond so Congrats for donating so much. That's I hope you you kill uh, last year's number.
1: Me too. Thank you, Pete. I mean, it's 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 hum- it's, hey. it's it's just an honor to be in, play some with, kind of role in it. So
2: with these epic prizes, you know, it's uh, people people want to support. Yeah. That's uh, very cool. Yeah, it's very very cool.
1: Uh, so just like I said, you know, I guess ideal just beat last year. You know, so and that that just means everyone has to get together and and come out and, and just donate a little bit of money, and, and uh, you know, hopefully we can do that, and uh, it'll be exciting. So I know the Fuente and Newman families, they appreciate it, as well as the, the, the kids and their families who live in that region, in Banau, in, in the Dominican Republic, I know that they appreciate it so much. You guys have no idea, like, just what that money does for them. Uh, it's It's huge. It, it is. I mean, even the littlest things that we take for granted every day, uh, you know, it's a struggle for those people. So, um, what this money gives them it just allows them to live just, just some kind of life, and um, awesome. that that's a big deal. So, thank you, thank you to everyone who who donated previously, and we're excited for this year. Pete, thank you once again, and You're uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care.
0: Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.